The Seattle Seahawks come up with a huge upset win over the Detroit Lions in overtime. Welcome back to the Seattle Sports Show, where we love Seattle sports. I'm your host, Mikey, and in particular right now, we love, love, love our Seattle Seahawks. We're coming back at you this week with a much uh, better uh, mood than we did last week, because this week we win a huge upset win over the Detroit Lions on the road in their home in overtime. What an amazing game it was. It was fun to watch. It was just great. We end up winning this game in overtime. 37-31. We walk it off in overtime on a great pass from Geno Smith to Tyler Lockett. He reaches out to the pylons and gets it done. Uh, Let's see here. Okay. Uh, they got it done. I mean, it was just... It it was it was amazing. It was entertaining the whole way through. Uh, like I said, I expected this game. Yeah, it was going to be, you know, a lot of offense, but not quite as much as last year. But we still got a, a fun, entertaining uh, game where the offenses showed out. Both defenses did improve this year, so it it, it wasn't quite as high scoring as last year. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it it. it they they put on show. Both teams put on a show out there, and it was absolutely a, a joy to watch. Either way, I mean, whether the Seahawks were, um, you know, on offense, on defense, uh, if they were scoring, or if Detroit was scoring, this game just was entertaining to watch. It was so much fun. Okay, so so let, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, we. Uh, we win in overtime, 37-31, and there's uh, some things to go over. So let's let's go ahead and we'll 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 take a look at the stats uh, straight off the bat here. Okay, so stats in this game. Here we go. We're looking it up. Geno Smith, he had himself a game: 32 for 41, 328 yards, average eight yards a, a pass. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, that is key. He was sacked once for 17 yards, and that could have been a very costly uh, sack. Thankfully, it wasn't, uh, but he was just sacked the one time today. So great job on the offensive line, knowing that both of our starting offensive tackles were out in this game. They just gave up the one sack, and it shouldn't have even been the one sack. Gino should have threw that ball away, but... Uh, you know, they, 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 the one sack was taken by Gino. His QBR was 79.6, but his ra- overall rating, 116.3. So he had himself a game. Uh, rushing, Kenneth Walker III, 17 carries, 43 yards, just two and a half yards per carry. His long was 14. Uh, so, uh, you know, he didn't quite have the game I thought he was going to have, but he looked pretty good in this. Um, you know, still... The the like I said the 
the Lions defense, they have improved this year as well. Just they're so similar to the Seahawks. Uh, as I said, just a lot of offensive weapons. Last year, defense is what held them back. Both of these teams focusing on improving the defense in this offseason. And it's clear that this team, they did improve their defense overall. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gino, he carried the ball a couple of times as well for 20 yards. Uh, his long was 15. Charbonnet got in there on a few plays. He rushed the ball four times with, for 16 yards, uh, average four yards a carry. Uh, DJ Dallas just got in there once for three yards, uh, but he was doing well out there on special teams. So total, uh, eight, just 82 yards on the ground, but I felt like they were, you know, they were well fought for and hard, uh, tough, uh, you know, p- punch them in the mouth and uh, get, get, gain the yards when we need them. Uh, Walker did good in that today. Uh, like I said, he's not the greatest runner between the tackles, but when we needed him to today, he, he got it done. Receiving-wise, DK Metcalf had six receptions for 75 yards. That's 12 and a half yards on average. His long was 18 on six targets. Tyler Lockett, there we go, eight receptions for 59 yards. That's 7.4 average. Two touchdowns. His long was 12, and he had 10 targets on the day. Noah Fant, Colby Parkinson, and Will Disley, tight ends, got involved today. Noah Fant had four for 56. Colby Parkinson had two for 41. Will Disley, three for 35. Uh, like I said, uh, it was it was nice seeing those uh, tight ends involved today and they get it spread around uh, between them because I think... I think all three of the tight ends we have, they're all, they're all good. So it's good to see them in there and, and, um, you know, getting the job done. Uh, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba today. He had five receptions for 34 yards. One of them was for 16, six targets. Great day out there. Charbonnet as well. He had, uh, two, two receptions for 14. Walker had one for 11 and, uh, Jake Bobo got out there. He had one reception for three yards. You know, we need more Bobo, <laughs> but Hey, we, he got his catch out there. It was good to see him, uh, you know, get out there, make a catch, uh, after the phenomenal preseason he had. Right. And, uh, this was key. Seattle creating turnovers. They created, uh, some fumbles. Jaron Reed recovered one. Julian Love recorded one. Uh, just you love to see the turnovers happen there. Uh, uh, tackles wise, Julian Love led the way with 13. Jordan Brooks had 11. Bobby Wagner had 10, and he was looking uh, he was looking like an old self out there, right? That that was good to see. We it wasn't like last week where we had him getting juked by uh, uh, Matt Safford, right? So, uh, really good week from him there. Interceptions. Trey Brown had that pick six, ending Jared Goff's uh, streak of he had like three hundred eighty something uh, passes without throwing an interception. Well, when he finally did. They made sure it counted. Trey Brown got that interception, returned it 40 yards for the touchdown. Uh, and, and as I said, uh, kick return, uh, DJ Dallas did a great job. He had three returns for a total of 67 yards uh, in total. And he, he, he did a good job of keeping his team in a good uh, field position every time that he returned a kick. Uh, Myers kicking today. Oh, my God. What was he doing out there? Why, why is the NFL paying kickers so much money 
and not paying running backs. <laughs> when kickers just go out there and miss kicks. Myers was one for three today. Uh, his long was a 25-yarder. You know, they were talking about how he was hitting them from 60 uh, in pregame. I don't care what he was doing pregame. Hit the field goals when it's in the game. Come on. I mean, if you're not getting blocked, you're not getting a lot of pressure on you, you shouldn't be uh, shanking kicks off to the left. It's just, it was ridiculous. Uh, I just, you know, there, there's there's multiple kickers making more money than a lot of running backs out there. And if that's going to be the case, they better be making every single kick that they take. It's ridiculous. All right. Michael Dixon. Uh, he went out there uh, and thank goodness we have Michael Dixon because, you know, you know, he can boom the ball when he kicks, right? His average on three punts today was 50.7 yards. And we needed it because one of those punts had to come after uh, Geno Smith took that 17-yard sack and put us like right next to our own end zone. Uh, Michael Dixon standing like right at the back of the end zone, getting that punt uh, deep, <laughs> thankfully, and not giving uh, Detroit an even better field position to you know get a chance to uh, score on us more easily. So there you go. That was our offense. Here's what the Detroit did against us. What Here's what they put up against our defense. Okay, Jared Goff was 28 for 35, 323 yards total, 9.2 average. He had three TDs. He had that interception finally. He was sacked twice. We got to him twice. That was great to see. We kept his uh, QBR at 78.8, his overall rating 121.8. Okay, so he still had himself a game, but we got... We we got to when we needed to. I mean, there was we we needed to get pressure on him. We didn't most of the game, but finally, when it was time, uh, we we got it done. We we got the pressure, uh, done in the fourth quarter. Came up in those moments when we needed to. So that was really encouraging to see. You know, again, they just they didn't give up, right? That can get really tiring and frustrating for uh, a defense when you're you're taking all game long, you're doing the best you can, uh, but you're just not getting the job done. But they they kept going, they kept going. They weren't creating pressure most of the game. Finally, the pressure starts coming in the fourth. They're able to get to Goff and sack him twice. And uh, yeah, that was just uh, that was just a great uh, thing to see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wh- what else did they come up with? Uh, rushing wise, David Montgomery, he did have 16 carries for 67 yards. That's 4.2 average. Uh, his long was 16. J- Jameer Gibbs just got seven carries for 17 yards, just 2.4 average. And, uh, you know, that was basically the rushing attack there, right? Uh, good to see, uh, good again, to see this team holding a team down. They did reach total 102 yards between Montgomery Gibbs uh Khalif Raymond uh had a rush for 11 Craig Reynolds had a few rushes for seven but for the most part we we held them down uh rushing wise and that's what we want that was one of the biggest things we needed to see in improvement this year so so far through two games uh it's it's looking pretty good receiving wise uh Amon St. Amon Ross St. Brown had six receptions for 102 yards uh, averaging 17, uh, his long was 39. Josh Reynolds had five for 66 with two touchdowns. Sam Laporte had five for 63. 
uh, and then you know just a bunch of other random ones there. Uh, we were able to get the fumble off of Montgomery. We caused uh, Amon Ross St. Brown to fumble, and then uh, we did a good job against their corners for the game you know they're uh just looking at their tackles total they had cj gardner johnson uh jerry jacobs out there kirby joseph they're 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 the leaders uh tackling wise uh but their corner cj gardner johnson that was like a big get for them and we were able to you know still get work done uh today uh, with our offense so that was good again we didn't have any turnovers this game that was huge um they're Again, because Michael Dixon is putting out great punts, they didn't get big returns. Uh, they had two returns for 17 yards total. Uh, Kicking-wise as well, you know, they're not getting any um, thing special there. They had one field goal today. Uh, they were mostly going for it on fourth down, so they didn't get a chance to go for a lot of field goals. And then, uh, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the numbers. Okay, so that's that's how the game looked for our Seattle Seahawks. And uh, again, overall for me, uh, what this offense did today, they moved the ball well all game long. They didn't stall out like they did last week at halftime. Uh, They were able to stay mostly efficient. We were 5 for 11 on third down. I got to see that number get better. Uh, I want Geno to make... uh, I want him to take off and run sometimes. Uh, he didn't do it very much this game. He hasn't done much through the first two games so far, but I want to see him tuck and run sometimes if he needs to. Uh, I want to see him, you know, if especially if you're having two of your backup tackles in there, I understand that you might be feeling the pressure a little bit more than you normally would, but you got to find a way to make something happen. We need better efficiency than five for 11. We were still able to get the win today, but we got to see that get better. Uh, defense again, two fumble recoveries, one interception, three turnovers in total. Um, you know, Witherspoon was out there today. He, he made his debut. He looked, he looked, he was looking good. Okay. He had a good pass block out there. He was good in coverage. He did get picked on, on one play where they did a flea flicker. Okay. He, he's a rookie Witherspoon. And, you know, there's emphasis this year for this team because they were so bad in the run to be uh, to stopping the run, right? There's emphasis on that this year for this team. And Witherspoon is a great tackler, good at stopping uh, the run on tackles for a corner, right? As Pete said, he compared him to Troy Palomalu uh, just playing the cor- corner position. That's how good of a tackler he is. So he, he, he bit on the flea flicker. Uh, he, he started coming down hard. The receiver runs by him. Easy touchdown for Jared Goff. Uh, so that um, that wasn't great, but that's a trick play that they that they used on a rookie specifically. I don't imagine Witherspoon is going to let that happen to him too many times. He was a number five overall pick for a reason, and we saw it today. Like I said, in coverage, uh, he w- he was really good. Uh, saw him uh, knock a couple passes down, and uh, people weren't you know, sitting in soft spots in the zones, just wide open all day like they were last week. All right, so really great game. Uh, you know, let, let's let's kind of talk about what was said by the team in the post-game interviews. Pete Carroll got up to the podium. 
Uh, and I'm just going to, you know, uh, th these aren't direct quotes, <laughs> okay? We're just kind of um, going to say a gist of what they said. So Pete Carroll, he was proud of his team. He was really proud of the, the backup tackle stepping up. He knew that they were going to have to step up uh, to help this team win, and he felt like they did. Um, felt like Gino was spectacular besides the one sack he took. He mentioned that as well, like, hey, we, we can't let that happen. you got to throw the, wall, the ball away there. But for Gino, uh, knowing that he had two backup tackles out there and he could feel that sometimes, he did a great job of um, stepping in the pocket, making those passes, getting through his reads and finding the receivers. Uh, he, he had high, high praise for uh, Tyler Lockett, of course, saying that he's spectacular, uh, making plays out there, and you know, still doing it at this age. He's feeling like he could play forever. Um, you know, DK took that shot right on the goal line there um, and hurt his ribs, uh, and uh, Pete Carroll gave him a bunch of uh, praise for sucking it up and getting back getting it back, getting himself back out there and continuing to play uh, throughout the rest of the game uh, and toughing it out for this team and uh, making sure that he was out there to help this team, uh, you know, get the win. Uh, he felt like K-9 played his heart out. He said, yeah, it didn't really show up in uh, the stats. He didn't get, you know, the kind of uh, yards and numbers that they were hoping for. But uh, K-9, uh, he, he, was, he was doing it. Like I said, he, he, when, when we needed him to, he he got those short yardages that we needed. Uh, he also uh, praised Zach for running tough when he had his chance out there. Um, so sounds like maybe we're going to see more of him uh, in the future as well, which is good to see because uh, when we see him out there, he he looks he looks good. Uh, you know, he again was saying how huge it was for the defense to get three takeaways and take also for the offense to take care of the ball. You know, when those when those takeaways uh, come in bunches, that is, uh, you know, a good thing for your team. He's, he said that they come in bunches and when they do, you got to take advantage of it. And uh, the team obviously did with uh, Trey Brown uh, getting that pick six. And he says, you know, how awesome that was for Trey Brown and felt really good for him. Um, and he said just for the team in general now that they feel good, that they showed everybody that they're ready now. Week one. That happened, but they're ready now, and that they can play with anybody at any time. They're they're uh, just getting started, and they're gonna uh, keep this ball rolling. Um, you know, now now there that was one that one confusing play where you saw Pete just getting irate with the refs on the sideline for calling that intentional grounding on Geno Smith, where it didn't make any sense, right? Because Geno Smith threw the ball to the end zone because obviously there was a miscommunication. He was throwing it deep into the end zone. Uh, Tyler Lockett ran and out. The ball sails uh, to where there's nobody, right? And uh, Geno Smith had no pressure on him at all. So it shouldn't have been intentional grounding. If for, to me, intentional grounding means you're intentionally grounding the ball because you're trying to avoid a sack. He was not close to having anybody pressure on him. It was just bad communication or miscommunication. Uh, and Pete said he still hasn't gotten a clear explanation on that, so he's going to be looking for an explanation from the league on that because the rule just doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense if that's what the call is going to be. That it, you know, that's just not the spirit of the rule, right? They mentioned it on uh, on commentary. That's not the spirit of the rule. That's not how it should work. If you if you miss throw a throw, uh, and it just sails uh, because. <laughs> 
<laughs> you you your arm slipped or whatever, or if there's a miscommunication and the ball goes way away from uh, the receiver, uh, but there's no pressure, that should not be intentional ground. It doesn't make any sense. Um, as I said, he said that it took the team a while to get started, but uh, now that they have, they're just getting started. They're going to keep it rolling. Um, and this was the great thing that I love to hear during this uh post-game interview a press conference here is that he said that the that they did change some things to adjust coverage and to bring pressure on uh on the offensive line of the opposing team and that it was important to make those adjustments right away and to not wait till later in the season to start making adjustments we saw that last year uh, I was afraid we after game one, that's what we were going to be seeing because he didn't make changes in game. He said the changes for this, uh, they started making adjustments back on Thursday and starting to adjust, okay, this is what we need to do in coverage instead. This is what we need to do to bring uh, pressure uh, you know, on passing plays instead. I- I'm glad because it worked out. Again, that's what I want my coach to do. I want them to make adjustments and to put their players in the best position possible. Just don't go out there and say, well, this is the game plan. This is what we're going to stick to. And if we, if, if we execute it, it will work. Well, if the players can't execute it or if it's just not putting them in the best position to execute what you want them to execute, then you got to adjust. So I'm glad to hear they knew that going to this game, and that is what they did. Uh, Tyler Lockett took the podium as well, said that it was a great game for the team. Everyone was staying focused, and they kept the vision on what they needed to do. Um he was thrilled for how Gino played and, uh, you know, he had a great mindset for the game and kept everybody uh, on on the game plan. And um, on the play where he in overtime where he caught the pass uh, and reached out for the pylon, uh, he said he knows he's not supposed to do that, but he felt like he had it. Uh, I guess they apparently watch video every week on why you don't reach out. <laughs> for the end zone. We just saw it with the Vikings uh, the other day, right? Uh, You can reach out, you might fumble, goes out the end zone, now the other team gets it. The Seahawks themselves, they have experience with this, and he said they even watch some of the old videos of Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor knocking the balls out of uh, other players' arms and the ball going out the end zone, and then it becomes a Seahawks ball. You don't want to have that happen to you, so they are specifically told... You know, in those situations, don't reach for the the pylon. Tyler Lockett, he reached for the pylon here. Uh, he said basically what happened was he started getting, when he started getting tackled, he knew where the player was. So he knew that he could reach for the pylon because of where the player was in his tackle that, you know, he's not going to get the ball knocked out his, of his hand by the player. So he reached for it. He hit the pylon. He got the touchdown. We got the win. It worked out. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes, you know, the rules are there for breaking, right? It's their own rule. Don't reach for the pylon uh, like that. But rules are being to be broken, and we're glad he broke it this time. Um, let's see here. Trey Brown, he talked about, uh, that interception. He saw a condensed formation. Uh, they were in cover two, uh, and he only had the running back to his side. He chased the route and he was able to make the play. He said it was Julian Love that was making the the coverage calls out there. Uh, and like I said, I felt like, you know, he was a great, uh, safety for the Giants and that was going to be a good get for us, um, 
this year, and so far it worked out. Sounds like he was communicating on what to do on that play, and Trey Brown uh, followed along with that, and he knew exactly what to do. Uh, thanks to some good communication this week. Again, last week communication between the DBs was not great. This week they were they were on point, and it uh, it paid off for them. Uh, he said they basically just forgot about last week that they know that they're a good team and uh, they wanted to go out this week and make a statement, and they certainly did. Uh, he was confident that the game was over once uh, the they won the coin toss. Um, he said uh, Trey Brown trained with Geno this offseason, and so he knows uh, Geno's mindset and his knowledge for the game and his ability for the game. And so he knew once they won the coin toss that they were going to go down and score a touchdown and get it done. So he wasn't worried about getting uh, going back out in the field and having to stop Detroit. Uh, and then Bobby Wagner got out there and uh, he knew it would be tough. So they're happy with the win and says, uh, basically, you know, he was telling uh, the players on the team that you can't let a bad or a good week bleed into the next week. You know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't let that uh, affect your preparation from week to week either. You have to realize that uh, just because you have a really great week doesn't mean you're going to have a good week the next week. Uh, or because you have a bad week doesn't mean that you can't prepare and make adjustments and be good the next week. Like you have to take each week uh, as a new week and prepare for it uh, accordingly. And they talked about... uh uh. Detroit going for it on fourth downs all week. So they were prepared for those situations. And we saw how, uh, just how well uh, Seattle was prepared for that, stopping them twice on fourth down and getting the ball back and not letting Detroit score at all uh, on those, uh, on those possessions. And and then uh, everybody that got up on the podium, uh, Pete, Tyler, and Trey just talked about the leadership of Bobby and how great it was to have him back this year and him talking to the players throughout the week and giving them that leadership. Uh, Just so glad he's back. You know, to me, it was such a bummer that um, he was gone for that one year. Uh, After they traded Russell, um, I thought for sure they would keep... uh, they would keep Bobby Wagner. I know he had a huge contract, but I figured, you know, that it would play out that one year. And then he'd uh, resign a new contract. Didn't work out that way. He had to go spend one year in LA. Glad he's back home and, and uh, glad he's, uh, you know, giving some knowledge to the young players that we have on our team now. And coming out of this game, no major injuries. Uh, Rick Woolen, he did hurt his shoulder a little. Uh, Pete says that he doesn't quite know what it is. He just knows that it's sore. Uh, so hopefully nothing major, but as far as they know right now, it's it's sore. His shoulder is sore. DK, obviously, he took that shot on the side, hurt his ribs, but he came back in. He toughed it out, uh, and uh, he was able to grind, and hopefully he's going to uh, you know, recover quickly and be just fine for next week. He'll be sore all week, I'm sure, but... Um, Sounds like he's going to be good to go. Same thing with Evan Brown. He hurt his knee throughout the course of the game. He had to come out. Olu Olobatimi came in for a series and um, played at center there. But then Evan Brown was also able to come back and finish out the rest of the game as well. So that is the story of the game. That's our injuries. Uh, now we got to prepare for the next week. And, uh, you know, before they do that, they'll, they should take a day, take the night, 
Let's all celebrate this win because we were all feeling pretty bad after week one, right? Because that was a bad loss. We we all thought the that the the Rams were bad, all right? And then we lost. But like I said, there's going to be games where you lose that you thought you were going to win. There's going to be games where this one, uh, going into the game, we were five and a half point underdogs, all right? So we end up winning this game. We're gonna, you're going to lose some. You're going to win some. Uh, we got We got the ball rolling now. I guess, like Pete said, they're just getting started. They're looking smoother out there. They're looking uh, like they can get the offense more on good timing. They just got to f- clean up that third down efficiency a little bit. But this this was a good win. 37-31 in a walk-off overtime fashion. You know, they get the ball in overtime. They just marched right down the field and got into the end zone, right? Just like just like uh, Trey Brown was saying. They were confident going down, going down the field that they were going to punch it in and end this game and not even give Detroit another chance. So that was great to see. Uh, put it in the comments down below. What did you think of this game? What was your reaction? Are you excited? Were you pumped up? Were you nervous throughout this game? Uh, you know, anytime a game goes into overtime, I'm always nervous. Uh, but same thing uh, as well. Once we won the coin toss, I didn't have the same confidence that Trey Brown had, but I at least, you know, I had that feeling of like, okay, whew, we got the ball first. I feel good about that. So uh, that was good. What, uh, what, what did you think? Uh, once they won the coin toss, how did you feel? All right, put that in the comments. Uh, and uh, yeah, great win. Let's celebrate. Uh, make sure that you hit the uh, subscribe button. Uh, football season has started. All right, football is king. Numbers are jumping for the podcast. Numbers uh, have gone up for the YouTube views as well. Uh, so I know you guys are watching and listening. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, the follow, subscribe button, whatever you need to hit uh, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you're on YouTube, hit that notification bell. Um, and uh, put it down in the comments below. Let me know how you're feeling. Um, that being said, that is going to be the episode for today. Like I said, let's go celebrate. Go Hawks.